Welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chimber Podcast. Excited to be here. Thanks for clicking the link. If you're new, thanks for watching me. Um, if you're returning, thank you for watching me again. This is going to be an exciting episode. Haven't done one in a while because I've been busy and I'm going to catch you up on that. I got a lot to talk about because um, just things have been moving. A lot of moving parts, a lot of, a lot of this, a lot of that. I mean, and um, I deserve to fill you in on my life. That's the point of this podcast. If it wasn't, I don't know why else you'd listen to it. Aside from me also being an entertaining, silly little man. Um, am I little? I'm 5'11 and three quarters. I've come to terms with that. I, I've decided to just say it. I'm not six foot. I'm six foot with shoes on. I wear shoes most of the day, so that's why I say I'm six feet. But if uh, we were having a barefoot interaction, which sounds like a band in Hawaii, um, I would have to say that I'm five foot eleven and three quarters, and uh, it's it's a shot to the gut. As a man, you want to be in the sixes for height and length. Um, and guess what? I am five foot and three quarters, five foot eleven and three quarters, and five. Point eleven and three. Okay, guys, that was a bad joke about my, about my, about my. That's what my penis sounds like when I'm, when I'm running. <laughs> guys, what a night, what a day, what a. I hope you're having a good week. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. I freaking just been all over the place. And uh, the lesson of everything is to not fill your bucket with too much poop. I don't know what that means aside from just being – don't overload your plate is what I was trying to say. I uh, I did shows in Boston, Reno, Chicago. Reno, Boston, Chicago in that order. So much fun. I love doing shows, more specifically the Boston and Chicago shows. Thank you if you came out. I mean – I said it if you came up to me after the show. It means so much. You're the reason I'm allowed I'm allowed to do stand up on my dime to an extent, but uh to go on the road, make a living out of it, or at least attempt to make a living out of it. So if you were at those shows, I appreciate it. Comment below, I'll write back, I'll freaking say something nice again, unless uh, assuming I didn't say it when we were there, but uh oh my god, it was so much fun. Just go seeing familiar faces, being in a city I used to live in. I mean, going to Boston, Chicago, leaving L.A., this just dumpster fire of a city. It felt so good. The East Coast is just – it's where my heart is. It's clean. It's a clean city. I don't know if you guys have uh, coined those cities with that term before, but they're just so clean. There's not crap. There's not human feces on the sidewalk. Uh, and again, I don't. I'm not. This isn't a bad thing about homeless people because I know it's a situation that's out of their control 99.9% of the time. But what I'm gonna say is, there's no homeless people, which is, I mean, it. The city's just got it together, and maybe they do, and maybe they took care of them and figured it out. But uh, to leave this city, which is just a zombie water world, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, LA's just like walking around backstage at a high school play. People are just like fantasizing and costume I mean it's too much and after a while you got to leave so being in in Boston in particular because I you know I went to school there it was just great you just hear the you know, yo with the, the chowder kid I got butt on my my hand I touched my nipples a buttery kid everybody talks like that's most worst accent I actually heard a fact that um the Boston accent is the most is the closest to what uh we I guess we used to sound like I mean half of us have grandparents from other countries and uh but i guess the closest to like with the colonials who came over which is uh pretty crazy i love statistics and facts like that thinking about back in the day just what these psychopaths sounded like you got to be crazy to go across the the goddamn ocean how much how much did they get lied to before they went to plymouth rock where they're like that place is sick tons of chicks this is what they're telling dudes at the bar, dude. So many chicks there. I mean, they're, they're down, drinking. We're drinking. It's cheap. It's great. And then they get there and they can't grow food. That was a fact. That I, I, I every now and then I watch YouTube documentaries 
And uh, there was one I watched about the original um, uh, settlers, I guess you want to call them. Settlers. We always assume they sound like this. I'm settling on Plymouth Rock. They're like, yo, I'm fucking going to Plymouth Rock, kid, trying to get my, my rocks off. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyways, they went there and they couldn't know how to grow food. So from that, and then there was another fact where it's like, I mean, you are just the original humans. Like you're in a new area. They didn't know anything. And aside from getting shot in the neck with arrows from the woods, they didn't even know what the fuck was going on. They thought they were, they were trying to explain Indians. Like, dude, these fucking dudes, they got fucking feathers coming out of their head. They're fucking like, you're just having a bird? No, I'm not just having a fucking bird. Um, they're getting all pissed off because no one's believing them. Just fall in a puddle. How come every time people get shot with an arrow, they fall in a puddle? You ever notice that in movies? Anyways, um... Dude, people would like, you know, this family would live in this village. This family would, not village, but like this is one family's house. This is another. I'm describing a neighborhood. Um, But back in like, you know, early settler days. And then um, like I saw, you know, this guy's wife died and her husband died. And then they're just like, well, I guess we're together now. It was that like, 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 like relationships were. Uh, wasn't just you know loved it was like dude i need we need each other because otherwise uh i'm gonna get pillaged you'll get pillaged i'm not trying to get shot and fall in a puddle I'm trying to make it make it in this cocksucking goddamn country kid they said that they fucking they're lying they don't goddamn chicks here but anyways um Boston was great. I stayed with my buddy Mike Maduno. Thank you, Mike. Shouldn't have said his last name, but it's okay. Uh, I stayed with him. It was great to stay with a friend. And uh, we drank every night. After the shows we drank, it was great to see friends. So, uh, again, if you guys came to those shows, that was amazing. I really appreciate it. Chicago. That was my first time in Chicago. I drove through Chicago. When I moved from Connecticut out to L.A., I drove through Chicago. And uh, I was bummed I couldn't stay. I mean, I was on a schedule. I was not about to just stop and just drink. I'm like, dude, I want to get there. You know what I'm saying? I'm a person, if I'm here and I got to go there, I'm not trying to do this like pit stop shit. In hindsight, should I have? Maybe. I don't know. But guess what? For my first time being there, um, I was headlining a show. Me and Mandy went. It was my girlfriend. Uh, it was great. We got there Tuesday. No, we got there Monday. I'm sorry. It was Columbus Day. Speaking of settlers. Oh, my God. What are the other? indigenous people we canceled columbus hey guess what dude you're canceled he's like what does that mean it means you um it means you can't can't what i don't know yet we're trying to figure we're trying to iron out the details you can't go on social media he's like i drive a wooden ship and you're like well guess what you stay on that fucking ship because you're canceled and uh, it was cool. We at that point of the trip, I was over it, dude. I was stressed out. Let me let me just give a theme of these shows. They were so much fun. I'm so happy I did them. I'm happy that I put myself and I challenged myself. Uh, even more of a sidebar. I'm a standalone stand-up comedian, meaning I have no representation, no agent, manager. No one's booking things for me. No one's you know, peddling and pushing ticket sales. So everything's on daddy's shoulders. I can squat, but guess what? There's a point in time where my legs start shaking and your boy gets stressed. I get stressed out. And um, yeah, so that whole trip, I mean, again, I talked about this in past podcasts where I want to just do good for you guys. I'm you, you, I'm here. I'm your, I'm your servant of humor. I want to do good. I want to get my yearly bonus. I want people to say that I'm funny. Uh, As selfish as this is and how much I act like I don't care and I do things for me, I do want to do good for you. So the stress of just going to these shows and killing it was uh, riding on me. Then you got these clubs telling you how few or how many tickets you sold. And then this other club is bitch moaning and complaining because I want to have one of my friends open or my friends open for me and they're a month out telling me they can't I mean it's just like you got a lot of crap on you and not to mention I mean in LA I get booked here and there but you do 10 minutes at one show 12 at another you don't get those long show reps so you freaking I'm like I'm gonna go to Boston to Chicago and just eat ass on stage and people are gonna be like dude you gotta quit I had those thoughts. I have a OCD, whatever, whatever one where you take that worst case scenario and then you keep p- 
pushing it further and further to the point where I was like, I'm going to be on stage. This is me at 3 a.m. I'm going to be on stage in Boston and Chicago. I'm going to do 20 minutes of material and I'm going to have to get off stage and then I'm going to hide and quit comedy. I mean, I was literally at that. I mean, it sounds so irrational. It is. But guess what? There's there's times where my brain gets in the driver's seat and is like, buckle up, motherfucker. And just fucking guns it down scary lane. And uh, I just look out the window and see the the images that are uh, uh, becoming. And um, so anyways, by by Chicago, I was just ready to be home. I mean, I was stressed out getting there. Uh, so happy it was over. Um, and on top of that, I had a little issue going on with my eye. Dude, my fucking eyes. I feel like the past podcasts, I've been telling you guys... How my eyes all one of my eyes it's because you were dehydrated my optometrist I sound very um I sound very wealthy my optometrist I'm going to say an optometrist not my that means I hire a team of doctors to just I just stand on the spinning fucking lazy Susan and they just take notes on me an optometrist told me that when you get dehydrated the liquid in your eye goes away so your vision can get a little wonky I've noticed that after I take my asinine amounts of caffeine in my pre-workout because I have to do that to get big. Um, so on top of that, my eye was being all weird. I'm going to talk about it. It was stress-related, but, you know, and in hindsight, it makes sense considering what I was leading up to going to Boston, Chicago, wanting to do good for everybody and all this shit. So in Chicago, I was ready to go once that once that goddamn uh, show was over. I was so excited. I mean, it was, and it was the best one. It was the one I calmed down the most. I kind of just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go up here and just have fun. I know what I'm doing now. And that was good. That's what I needed. That's why I push myself. You got to push yourself, people. You got to go and out of your comfort zone, uh, and just see what you're made of. I, I knew I could do it. I, I wrote a ton leading up to it. I got to keep up with that momentum. Cause I don't, I do want to be a touring comedian at some point. So it's good that I got that shit out of the way, but um, what stemmed all this, and I think it was the buildup of uh, Boston and Chicago, and then, uh, like I said, and off you guys saw me posting about it, I went to Reno two weeks, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, rough, let's just say two weeks ago for the sake of this goddamn drawn out story. Um, I, I had to work, I was like, okay, I can go to Reno two weeks before my Boston and Chicago gig, I can work on stuff, I get to feature six shows, feature is the guy that goes in the middle that does like 20 minutes roughly, I was like, oh good, I can run my time, not knowing the second I get, first off, my buddy Michael Linochi, my ex-co-host of, uh, we were we were doing Village Idiot podcast together, he was going to headline, and he's like, dude, come with me, you can meet the booker, it's going to be great. And unfortunately, um, unforeseen circumstances, Mike had to cancel. And I was like, all right, well, I'm still going to go, which is good. Because this Laugh Factory Reno is in a fucking casino. And every goddamn time I do these things, I leave and I'm like, fuck this shit. It was literally old. It was 70 to 75. There was a couple of young people. When I say young, I mean 40s, I think. I saw one kid who was 21 and he looked like a fucking baby. I mean, it was just old people. And the host was an old guy. The headliner was an old guy. I was alone. And when you travel alone, people, that's the, that's the least glamorous side of entertainment you can ever be a part of. I was literally just in a hotel room. I called my girlfriend 400 times a day. I had nothing. I mean, and again, people are like, where did you go work out? Why don't you go do that? You go right. I'm like, yeah, dude, when you're just by yourself, I mean, I did. But there's only so much you can do. I, and not to mention you're in a casino. You're waking up fucking late. Not that I, I did nothing. I mean, um, so that was like, oh, God, what the fuck? This is boring. I wish my friends were here. And then the first night there, the Thursday, we had a show. It was fun. The headliner was a cool guy. Put an asterisk in that because we're going to get back to that fucking topic. Um I went to the bathroom and I went to like take my contact out and my, my contacts are like slip. I mean, if you have contacts, they're not always the easiest to get out. Especially if you have the one a days and I, uh, clawed at it. And then next thing you know, I get it out. And then I, I noticed what was on my phone in bed. I was like, what the fuck? My right eye looks like I looked at a light and then looked away. Meaning like I saw like a circular shape and I was like, okay, this seems odd. And I blinked a couple of times. I was like, maybe I just looked at the TV was there a shape on the TV? Am I watching Peppa Pig and they're doing a, a shapes tutorial? I don't know. 
And it freaked me out because it wasn't going away. So whatever. I barely slept that night because my anxiety is like, hey, we're checking in for the eye issue. And I'm like, thanks. You got a good, you got a, a two-week stay at the eye issue hotel. And uh, I'm excited you're here. And I freaked out. So didn't know what that was. Tried Google, Try Googling things, people. I mean, unless you have broken leg, sprained ankle, hair falling. I mean, it, you're going to get a, a multitude of uh, Google answers that are, uh, for lack of a better term, scary as fuck. <laughs> and you're not going to like anything you hear because I don't know what I'm Googling. I literally was like, oh, cool. I have eye cancer. Going to fall out. Um, I'm I'm done. I mean, and again, if I don't want to seem insensitive to the eye cancer community, but I, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm in a hotel room by myself. I'm bored of shit. And uh, it freaked me the fuck out. So the next day it was still there and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this is, I've never, ever, ever had anything like this to the point where like, you don't even know what it is. Like if you feel sick or ill, like you, I guess you can have an idea of what it is. So cut to, I literally have, uh, I mean, I did one show. I had five shows left. And I was just like, mother, and I'm alone with my thoughts all day. Dude, literally just like, imagine me walking around and my anxiety is just following me being like, hey, how's the eye doing? And you're like, why don't you shut the fuck up? Because I don't know. And um, I dealt with it. And, you know, the shows were good. I was actually happy. I, I was, you know, working on stuff. I was a little stressed out because, I was stressed out because, I wasn't expecting to do as much material in that 20-minute window as I thought because the crowd, I mean, they're old, they're fucking old. There was there was canes and oxygen tanks. Thank God I have material that works on that, but it was material that I wasn't really even planning on doing in um, Boston and Chicago. So I'm like, fuck, I'm like not even working on the shit I want to work on. But I was just getting through it and I was having fun. And I'm like, you know, it's more important to get comfortable on stage and just, you know, feel good then stress about the exact material. So that was good. And the headliner was a cool guy. We'd after the shows, he was down to hang, which again, he was like a 60 fucking three year old dude. I don't want to say his name because of what I'm going to say after, but it was good that he was like, Hey, after the show, you want to get a beer? You want to go chill? It was like, and there was like a cool brewery in the casino that we just go sit there and fucking watch sports and just shoot the shit. And it was good. He's, he was like six back in the day. He was very successful Had a sitcom and shit. It was like was to hear the stories. It's nuts. And, uh, but I remember he threw an odd after the first night he goes, Oh, you do a lot of sexual stuff. And in my head, I'm like, I didn't even do a lot. I was like, I have jokes where I say dick or, I mean, I'm not like, if you guys come and see me, first off, it's not like my videos. I mean, it is, it's funny. I'm just, it's stand up and my videos are two different things. So if you were to expect them to be similar, I mean, I'm not running around the stage being like, imagine me being uh, anxiety right now and poop and coffee. Um, but he threw that offhanded thing and I kind of got in my head about it. And it could not to mention, I was like, dude, I'm not being weird. I mean, I'm not doing sexual shit. I had some, I do a joke about role playing. I mean, I have some jokes, so so, but for him to say you do a lot, I'm like I don't know what you're used to. I mean I know you're in your 60s and you're, you did some popsicle stick humor, but not to mention he did a fucking joke where he was pretending to be his ex-wife sucking his dick, while she's trying to talk. He was like, Whoa! and I'm like, okay, bro, that's fucking insanely graphic, but yeah, I guess I'm doing sexual stuff. So, anyways, the next night I even pulled back more. I'm like, all right, let me my eyes fucked up. Let me just be clean in my last hours on this earth because I thought I was dying. And uh, what's it called? I even pulled back more. But in in some moments, I fucking leaned into certain parts. If the crowd was liking this, that, and the other, I'm like, dude, I'm going to lean into it. That's what a comedian does. At the end of the day, my job is to make these people laugh. And they were fucking liking it. So I was like, okay, well, this is going well. And sometimes with headliners, and I don't want to, I don't like to assume, but like, Dude, this guy is in his sixties. He's talking about how he retired. He moved to Vegas. He used to live in LA, but he retired. He does like these offhand gigs when he needs to fill in. He didn't really want to work, I guess. And, and I'm not a guy where I'm like, oh, I'm hoping her. The headliner had a hard time because I didn't think he did. I was watching him. I'm like, they're like, they fucking love this guy. I mean, they the old people. He was right up their goddamn alley. I wasn't like murdering to the point where I'm like, he's like, it's crickets up there. So, but then again, you never know what's going on in a comic's brain and this, that, and the other. So, 
Um, what the fuck was I saying? Uh, yeah, I pulled back the second night even more so would do this, that, and the other. And, and then again, we hung out and I, that next night after we hung out, I go, yeah, I'm trying to clean up more. He's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. Like I even mentioned, like I'm trying to do less this, you know, I don't want to piss people off and it's good, you know, good thing to work on. Um, anyways. Okay. So we did that shit all weekend. I'm drinking my eyes fucked up. I'm just drinking a goddamn, not even think about it and not stress out. Um, but all in all, I was happy with how Reno went for that type of crowd. And you know what, you know, me being way younger than them, I was like, I think I broke through pretty well. I was happy with it. There was super funny parts. The host was super nice. Who's also the manager of that club. He's like, dude, I'll, you know, recommend you to this guy, the booker of the Vegas one who books the Reno one. Cause then I was like, nice. If I can get these like little feature things, as much as I want to be a headliner, it's good to feature as a, as a new headliner, just so I can work on material and kind of get a lot of reps in. So I was happy with it. And even the same thing, the headliners like, yeah, I'll recommend you and all this shit. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then I'm flying back on Monday morning and I emailed the, the booker and I was like, Hey man, thanks again for Reno. So much fun. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you have any openings for features in Vegas, I would love to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And literally, it's just like, this is where, like, the stress, I mean, aside from stressing from Reno, thinking about the headlining dates and how I didn't get too much time, this is where it kind of, like, I just feel like I got kicked in the gut where the, the I'll read it to you. I don't even give a fuck. Let's go. I'll read it to you, baby. Here we go. Sorry. Let me pull up my. I'm on the plane. I write this. And then when the plane lands, I, um. Oh, this fucking motherfucker. So I say, okay, this is a good part. I say, uh, blank, thank you again for Reno. It was a blast. The staff was awesome as well as blank and blank. Really appreciate it. I want to see if you have any openings for a feature in Vegas. I would love to perform there. I think it would be a great time. Thanks again. He goes, I'm not sure I can use you in Vegas. I would have to see you showcase for me first. I heard you're a little bit dirty uh, for the room. I heard the crowd liked you a lot, but your ass is a little dirty if you first off, this is an old man using voice to text, so there's zero punctuation. Old men don't know how to use punctuation. Apparently, at 55 and up, you just forget what periods are. Um, let's go back to the creepy part. I heard the crowd liked you a lot, but your ass is a little dirty. If you're ever going to be in Vegas and you would like to do a guest that um, a guest that reach out to me, but don't plan a trip to come here for the guest set, makes zero sense. Um, glad you had a great time blank. So what the fuck? I'm like, so first off, I'm a little bit dirty when your host does dick jokes for 15 minutes and then your headliner does, uh, mock blowjobs. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, what did I do? Thank God I filmed every single set. So I go, Harry, that's unfortunate. And a surprise to hear, um, Hey, Matt, learn how to read. I wrote this too, so I can't even read it. Um, that's unfortunate and a surprise to hear, to be honest. I mean, I cussed here and there, but in relation to what your host and headliner did as far as, quote, dirty material, I did not, I was not out of line. Not to mention my material did not break the rules in the PDF. He sent a PDF kind of breaking out what to do, what to wear, all this bullshit. Uh, break the rules in the PDF you sent a while back. Uh, if being clean was a requirement, I would have happily done so. I mean, I can to an extent, but I would have even more so knowing this is going to affect future work. I wouldn't have fucking been like, yo, what up, old bitch? Suck my fucking dick. <laughs> I never said that. Um I would happily done so. With that, when my material isn't clean, I make it a point to write it in a clever way so it's just not deemed shock humor. Below is a link of – so here we go. Below is a link um, to one of my sets from this weekend. If this is considered too dirty, I'm not the only one guilty of this. I appreciate your feedback and wish um, the host, headliner, slash whomever made the claims would have weighed me in, uh, would have – would have weighed in when I was doing said material so I could have revised, revised my set list. So again, it's like, okay, first off – I mean, I, I, you never said be clean. We're in a fucking casino. Your, your, your boys are being just as bad, and I'm fucking getting yelled at. And I'm glad that I filmed it because I feel like back in the day, I don't think it was the host. I really don't. I think it was the fucking headliner because he was being a little weird at times. Sometimes the conversations got strange. And for him to make that comment, I was like, okay, this motherfucker, like, that's strange. You're like, who gives a fuck what I do? Like, that's, 
I don't know. But then again, I'm like, but the manager, the host was the manager. Now it's this weird fucking thing. But I'm also like, dude, tell me if I think if it was the manager, he could have been like, hey, man, um, it's funny. I like it. Just pull back a little on this, that and the other. I mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what I think is the whole weekend went through and then like guys like this, they're not used to people filming. So their fucking say goes. But thank God I'm like, here's my set. Fucking watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but again, I'm not clean. I, I, I said fucking, you know. The host had a cane. He's talking about dicks. I go get off for so-and-so. He needs a cane because his dick's so big. That's a funny, that's funny. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm not fucking going to go to your church on Sunday and do a half hour after the priest spanks little boys. But it's like, give me a break. And then um, he writes back, hey, Maddie, I think it was content. But that said, let me know when you may be in Vegas and I'll see for myself. Have a great weekend. And this is where I could have let it go, but I'm also fucking, I was pissed off. I go, okay, I sent you the link of my features. This is where I was like, just watch it, bro. Tell me what, like, you think? I mean, I'm literally sending you evidence of what the fuck I did. And this is where I I feel like a lot of comics and people who are like, I need the stage time would have like been apologetic. I'm not doing that. This is my thing in like comedy and I don't want to be difficult to work with, but it's like, Yo, if I'm going to f- be in a position where I know I'm right, it's like, fucking watch it. I'm going to push on them and be like, dude, wa- watch the thing. I'm sending it to you. I mean, what are you, you're speculating still, and I'm literally giving you the opportunity to watch it, which I know I'm a nobody. I'm an opener. This guy doesn't give a shit. He has a million other things to do. But, um, and he goes, uh, let it go. <laughs> which, when he wrote that, I was like, yeah, yeah, probably could. But again, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that club. I don't give a shit. Like, I still will hit him up. I I think he's giving me the benefit of the doubt being like, yeah, you know, whatever. Just come by and perform for me, which is good. It's like I will be there at some point. Um, So that was a kick in the fucking gut. I was just like, yo, I mean, my eyes fucked up. At least I had a good weekend. They were both being complimentary to me, and then I leave. And then these fuckers are like, "Uh, guess what, bitch? You can go fuck yourself. So... Uh, and then I got back and then I was like, God damn it. I was home for literally a day and a half and I had to go do Boston and Chicago stressed out. But I was like, you know what? There's two stories here and I don't want you guys to think I'm bitching this. I'm trying to paint the picture of why my eye got all fucked up and why it became progressively worse because I did go to the optometrist when I got back from, um, uh, Chicago and they did say it's a stress thing and it's going to go in its own and it's fine and don't worry and chill the fuck out, which it's good because even being home in Connecticut, seeing my family, my nephew, you realize like it's so easiest for for us to get caught up in like the bullshit of our jobs and stuff that you see like a you you me, my girlfriend, my sister, brother in law, nephew, and then some people they know went to like a little apple harvest thing. It's like a f- carnival or what fair, whatever you want to call it. Just seeing like kids fuck around and like you know like I'm like oh none of this shit matters like it doesn't my stupid I'm worrying about some dumb fucking old man booking me so I can make a couple hundred bucks I mean I'm like it doesn't matter and it was a good lesson to like chill the fuck out and even so like just seeing the lifestyle of like during the I mean to not be working 24 7 and like to sit on the couch and just watch tv and chill out and not be on having that voice in my head freaking out about this that and the other and also on top of that after doing the Boston and Chicago shows I was like hey it went great be confident in yourself. I think I was so, I'm very confident, but there's times where you kind of, you get the, your bad side gets the better of you thinking you're like, should I be doing this? It's like that imposter syndrome. And you see a lot of like people who are starting to get good opportunities. They get that. And I'm like, so anyways, it was, uh, it's a, it was a good lesson to be like, you know, one chill out, take time, do me time. She said self care. And I'm like, masturbate. She's like, "I, I didn't say that. Um, she being the optometrist, me being too vague, you guys not getting the joke, and now I have to explain it. It's not funny. Um, but anyways, it was oh, and then on top of all finish this thought. Uh it was a good it was good. So when I came back here, went to the doctor, they told me it's gonna go away. I just need to chill out and uh it feels good to be back. So yeah, I don't know. All in all is good. I mean, even the Reno thing I don't give a fuck about anymore. What are you gonna do? And if anything, lately, I mean, I get back here and it makes to do the road and to get a, a paycheck where you're like, oh, nice. Like between like making my videos and then doing the stand up, I can definitely stress less about money and 
and all that stuff. And it's a lot of people. I mean, I thought, and I, I tell people when they're like, how's it not having a job? I'm like, jobs, when I had a job, I don't want to speak for everybody. When I had a job, it sucked, but it wasn't stressful. Like there was times where it would be annoying, but the, there's oddly this like calming calmness to having a job where you're like, Bro, if shit hits the fan, it's not like, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm doing everything I got to do. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like with a construction project, it's like, if I just do everything I have to do and shit hits the fan, it's like, fuck it. What, you know, like, I don't give a fuck. I hate to say this. I was like, I don't give a shit. But having a job sucks. And luckily, when a job sucks, you can come home and it goes away. And, you know, you have like a work and you have a home. I know some people get stressed out when they bring work home and, I've definitely tried to not do that, you know, when I was still a corporate man. But I notice working for yourself as an entertainer, you know, especially at a level you're generally trying to make an overhead. I mean, make a lot of people don't think about making money in entertainment like when they're new, but like when you're actually in a position to like make money and stuff like that. It's stressful. You have fucking money to worry about. You have uh, pushing your brand, getting followers and kind of that side of things because at the end of the day, if that number goes up, it kind of makes everything else easier. You have the actual talent side of things freaking you out. So there's a lot of shit going on. So it's definitely – and not each one is like – like with the money thing, I saved up enough money before I quit my job where I'm like, okay, I can chill the fuck out. And that's one thing I told myself when I got back. I go, dude, you're done stressing money put an asterisk there because i have a story about that part don't let stupid shit bother you you know take note of it and track your money like a professional which i do but it's like don't get to the point where it's like you know being detrimental to like your fucking where your eyeballs are popping out of your head um uh so the money thing the 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 the, the, yeah god my brain's like fucking shit right now when I said asterisk, it got me completely taken out of the fucking thing. But, um, oh yeah, having a job. It's just stressful though. You got all these moving parts and it's kind of, uh, it's new. That's the thing too. It's new trying to, I'm, I'm starting to kind of understand and, and not really, you know, uh, let it all punch me in the face at once. But the money thing was frustrating. So I, I did a brand deal and this is for anybody who's ever done a brand deal. If you have any interest in becoming a social media person at some point, I mean, for an entertainer, I think it's a great avenue for money. If you have a, a fan base and companies willing to pay you to make shit for them. Um, but with that being said, as a person doing them as a creator, influencer, influencer, whatever you want to call yourself, protect your shit, meaning I'm going to give you five rules. One, when you get it in writing, write a contract right away. I mean, it sounds dumb to say. I had some companies be super cool and be like, well, we do it. And then they pay me and I'm like, well, and they kind of, they're almost reinforcing your bad habits of not being more, uh, having a paper trail. So one thing, get a contract right away. And then two, when you nail down the amount of money, uh, get a deposit. It seems douchey up front, but guess what? You're going to weed out fucking people and you being burned for money uh, like immediately considering if they're willing to, they're actually serious about this. You should be getting a deposit up front because what I just went through again, right before I left. So I had like five things happen before I left for the trip that were just like kind of pissing me off. Uh, and one was this fucking company. I did a video for them before. I don't want to say their name yet. Um, but I did a, they contacted me. We did a video, they contacted me. We kind of came up with an, an amount. I remember uh, I showed them the video, which is, it was all backwards. Like I'm making a video and then showing them like, is it good? It's like, that's the scary part because it's like, I don't want to give these people wiggle room to like critique. So I gave them a, a like a proof of concept. I wrote out what it was going to be. They said, great. Filmed it. They wrote great. And then the second I posted it, uh, they kind of just went dark and we we're only DMing. So again, it's like, that's another thing too. like be like, who's a contact that I can get a hold of like easily. I'm not DMing people. I don't want to, you know, like I need to know. So this fucking, they just disappeared for like a week. The girl I was talking to said, she's like, oh, I'm going out of town for a little bit. But it's like in my defense, when I would write like right be- after she quote unquote left, they followed up with this like message like, hey, the video is not getting as many views as we thought. What can you do to boost it? Um, can you want to do another video? I'm like, first off, it's been like literally a day. So 
calm down. Uh, two, it's an ad, which never do well. So I don't know what you're basing your expectations on. And three, in the world of brand deals, you don't fucking guarantee. I can't guarantee the algorithm's going to like this video. I mean, I if I could, I wouldn't need you because I would be putting out fucking bangers on my own and not even worrying about dealing with cocksucker companies like you. So that's the other thing. And I said that verbatim. No, I didn't, I didn't say that verbatim. But um, like they're like, like what do I tell you? I'm going to get 100,000 views. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I can't even do that from my own. So... They wrote that. I wrote back exactly what I said. And I said, you know what? We can brainstorm ways to boost this. I go, I've had companies um, do take the video and, and sponsor it on their own for an additional 30 days. But I do ask for more money. I mean, I'm professional. And I've consulted with my friend Chrissy, who used to be my social media manager. And um, she still is awesome and gives me the best information. So what's it called? They wrote that. I wrote back my thing. And then I was like, fuck, they don't like the video. They're not going to pay me. And I was like, here's my invoice, you know, hello. And I was getting seen, I was being left on red on DMs. And I was like, I'm going to fucking, dude, that will drive anybody crazy. That's like when you're in a relationship and they fucking ignore you and you're just like, I'm going insane. This is how I felt. So again, to go back to this girl being like, I'm going out of town for a few days. I'm like, first off, you left. And then somebody wrote back. And then two, somebody is looking at it and I'm being just blatantly ignored. So... Finally, this fucking piece of shit gets back. Uh, I can say that considering what's going to happen later in the story. And uh, they, oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, send us an invoice. They paid me this, any other. So then I'm like, fuck them. I mean, they did get back. I mean, but how they handled kind of that, like just ghosting me shit, that's like unsettling. And then they reach back out and they're like, oh, we have this like very lucrative proposition for you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. To the point where we had a Zoom call with the owner of the company and this chick that I'm like dealing with. And they wanted me to they wanted me to take over their TikTok, do roughly 10 videos a month, small, easy videos per the Zoom call, like little quick like filter videos and you know, me being silly with their product. This and I said I go, I can't do 10 videos a month at the rate. They're gonna pay me five grand a month for three months. I go, I I'm not doing a video, 10 videos, if you think they're going to be like mine. I go, I just can't do that. That's editing. That's like, and do like my style with the editing, like those, you know, like the shit I do with multiple people, this and the other. And and they knew that. And they said, quick, easy videos, blah, blah, blah. And I go, and guys, for the record, I, I was like, is the expectation I put these on my page? They go, no, not at all. If you want to, you can, but don't, you, no, this is solely for our TikTok. You send them to us you know, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, cool. So right there, not going on my page and it's uh, quick, easy videos, just it, literally in their proposal they sent. And then um, they, uh, okay, cool. They sent me the, they sent the, that was the verbal. And then they send me an email with the proposal and in the exclusions, post Maddie does not have to post it on his own page unless he wants to, but he, it's not a requirement. And then in the requirement section, they slip in the best two TikToks will be posted on his personal page right there. Okay, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, we literally just spoke about that. I wrote back, um, this is all good. Strike out the um, it, me posting on my page and we're good. Um, yeah, they wrote back, you know, uh, we're hoping, you know, you can meet us halfway and maybe put one on your page. And I go, we never talked about that. And literally I asked that question and he said, no, don't worry about it. So I'm not doing that. That's literally, now you're trying to sneak in and like chop me. Like you're not getting that. Go fuck yourself. It doesn't, I don't know if you guys are like, oh, that doesn't seem like a big deal. It is because that's the bulk of why I can charge more is because I have a bigger social media following. And finally they go, okay, that's fine. We understand, blah, blah, blah. Um, how soon can you start? And I go, I mean, right away. And then I go, can you send a contract over? And they go, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. Um, but we do want to start getting these videos out. And they, they express that in the Zoom call as well. Um, but anyways, I'm like hammering, hey, where's the contract, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get going. And luckily, and um, me and my girlfriend were talking about it. I'm not going to get a, I'm not going to do 10 videos. I don't trust people as far as I can fucking throw them, especially these pieces of shit for how they acted before. And 
I was like, I'm not one. I don't want to go do 10 videos and hope they just pay me five grand. I mean, that sounds all well and good, but it's like, I need checkpoints to cover my ass. And so I can feel like I have some sense of income, you know, like regular income. I'm getting other stuff, but I was like, Hey, how about we do um, bi-weekly? Uh, so I'm not just getting everything at once and it just helps me out. Yeah, that sounds great. We can definitely do that. So what that meant for me was like, okay, I can do, you know, half the work. I do a couple, four to five videos, send them over and then I'm getting a, a paycheck and I do the first three to four videos and I sent it over and I hear nothing and I'm like, okay, Hey, what's going on? Literally I bugged them for two weeks. I even do another video. So there's four total in the Google drive thing. And again, one of the stipulations was like, we're going to have weekly calls to kind of collaborate, see what videos we like, which ones we don't like to kind of basically hone how we're doing this, which I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I, I totally get it. And this is new to me. And I said, I wanted, I was up for a challenge. So whatever the fuck you guys want to do, I mean, I'm down. And I do like that because now it, it loops them in where I'm just running and they're like, I like this one, this one, and fuck these. And you're like, well, we can't just do that because I'm still doing the work for you. So I do the four videos and then videos, why did I say it like that? Um, and nothing. I'm getting nothing, no, no replies, no replies. And then finally I get, I'm like, dude, what is going on? I'm like, literally, I, uh, I'm like, guys, I'm starting to think this isn't happening. I mean, it's all well and good. I w- wish you guys would have just kind of kept me in the loop, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I have so many emails, sorry. Yeah, there's, it, there's just fucking liars. I can't find it right now. It's fine. So, of course, the response was, you know, we feel a little um, let down that you aren't willing to work with us on putting on your pay. I mean, it's, and then not to mention we watch the videos and it really doesn't have the flair like your videos. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I wrote back this like insanely professional thing of like, I mean, are you, I go, wanted to, uh, this is the originally, but wanted to reach out to see what's going on in this campaign. To be honest, having zero feedback thus far as making a if it's still happening. And then this stupid fucking bitch, uh, yeah, I'll say that. She goes, Maddie, my apologies on our lack of communication, communication over the past two weeks. We've had reviewed the videos that you sent and we um, don't think this is going to work. So it's like, you don't just hire people and then they do the video and now you're like, ah, we don't want to do this project anymore. I'm like, first off, you can, but guess what? You need to fucking pay me for what you owe me. The first two videos with the filters don't showcase your personality at all, which I'm like, you said quick, dumb shit. Not to mention, okay, then now we know. This is what the point of me sending stuff over. Um, we were hoping to have content that was like content on your own page. You're fucking lying. You literally tried looping me in to do videos like my page for a fucking fraction of the cost and did so by lying up front and then now wasting my time to do these videos just to pull out because I didn't do what you thought I was going to do, even though that's not what we discussed at all. So, um, anywho, I go, I literally wrote back. I'm like, okay, so here in your proposal is why it's not going to be like mine. You said quick and easy, all this shit. I fucking wrote back. So now I'm dealing with these pieces of shit. It's like, okay, I'm very like, whatever. I don't want to like fret over things. And I'm like, guess what? We can, uh, that's fine. Project's not going to happen. I get it. Things, things change, blah, blah, blah. To be honest, I mean, it would have been a challenge for me. It would have been financially good, but a challenge nonetheless to come up with all these dumb fucking videos for this garbage product. But um, I was like, that's fine. But pay me for the ones I did. If you knew this wasn't going to work or whatever, you wasted my time for two weeks. I created these videos. It's like, guess what? You're at fault. You gave me loose instructions. You fucking, you know, was like, Hey, just be, have fun with it. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what I did. You unfortunately, for some reason, were under the impression that you shouldn't have been under the impression that it was going to look like the stuff I post considering your fucking dumb piece of shit boss said the example of the bowling ball. I'm like, that's nothing like what I do. And you knew that in your, in your proposal, it says quick, easy brand awareness videos, AKA using your crap fucking product. So whatever, but pay me for that. And now I'm in a predicament with them where I send an invoice. I go, guess what? At the rate we decided on each video is like 500 bucks. I did four. How about this? 
pay me 1500 bucks and we're done. I, I don't want to deal with you guys anymore. And now I'm at the point where they're ghosting me. So if these fucking people think I'm just going to forget about this, I mean, I have nothing going. I mean, I'm busy, but it's, I have, I will a lot, a half hour a day to bug them. And more so I will 100% like send my invoice to collections. I mean, I told my girlfriend, I go, if, if sending it to like a collections agency meant that they took 99.9% of the overall amount and I got 1%, I wouldn't like that knowing that these pieces of shit had to fucking pay me. This is the point of, and I guess this is a the good lesson of like, never uh, always ask for a deposit up front. I'm not doing shit anymore unless you pay me half the money because if that was the case, then guess what? They would have been more involved and it would force them to not feel like this is like an audition to, to work with them. It's like, that's not how this fucking works. Um, and two, contract. I mean, when they were wishy-washy, I'm like, you know, guys, I'm not doing anything without a contract, which would make the legality side of things easier on my end, especially considering trying to fuck me. Although I read emails can be legal documents, so I don't know. I'm not – so let's step back to my money stress topic. I've already in populated my little income Excel thing without this stuff, so I'm not banking on it. I don't give a fuck. I don't need the money, to be perfectly honest, uh, but, you know, it's not – I'm not stressing this like I was before I left where it was like super enraging and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, fucking. when it rains, it pours. But then again, I'm like, is it my mindset? Like, should I just, I don't think it is. I need to just learn how to not give a fuck about things. It, it, when you digest shit, it's going to bug you. And then when you finally uh, like wrap your head around it, that's the process. So I think I just happen to pick, get pissed off quicker and longer than the normal, the average Joe. So people make you crazy. This is what I'm going to end on. So like, that's how that, you see how that shit made me crazy. Literally like the person that lives below me is such a piece of shit. And when people do things the way that company did things, you react and you feel crazy by reacting arguably in an appropriate way, appropriate being like, this is how I feel, blah, blah, blah. So the fucking homeboy below me, I mean, loud as shit always. And I'm like, whatever, I don't give a shit. The only time it pissed me off is there's been times where they come back late at night, midweek when I still had a job and it's like a Tuesday, the example I use, it was a Tuesday, fucking like 2 a.m. They come back blasting music and I'm like, yo, and I, I, I'm like, okay, maybe they're drunk. They're coming back. They turned it on by accident. They're going to pass out. It was like at least a half hour plus. And I'm like, all right, yo, can you turn it on music? I text them. And then the reply wasn't, oh, my bad. It was, I'll do it this time. But just so you know, you're loud always. And I'm like, first off, I live above you in a building built in the fucking 20s. I mean, I can fart and you'll hear it. So go fuck yourself. Two, we live in an apartment building, so suck my fucking dick. Make money and live on the the floors above you so you don't have people the, – the, the second and third floor so you don't have people stomping above you. I'm a fucking grown man walking around. I mean, go fuck yourself. And then two, the fact that you are now judging your behavior at a 2 a.m. on a Tuesday against me just living. I mean, where is the text – being like, hey, you're being kind of loud now. I mean, I'd rather you say that. And I'd be like, okay, my bad. I was fucking doing something. It's, oh, be open. Don't be a fucking bitch, little petty shit. And then you're like, oh, uh, well, just I'll do it this time. No, you'll do it every fucking time. How's that sound? Every time you're loud, I'll make you shut the fuck up. That's how it's going to be. So you're being a little fucking punk. And then on top of that, he manages this building, which is hilarious. Um, what's it called? the person at the parking spot next to mine moved away and he started parking there because his man parks the one next to that, which I'm like, I don't give a fuck where anyone parks. I don't pay attention to shit until I got my new car. I'm driving a Honda Accord. No big fucking damn baby. Um, and I notice a couple door dings on the side and I'm like, okay, there's not like one, there's like five. And I'm like, the second you start parking next to me, I notice these fucking dings. And before we left for the trip, another pre-chip issue that I was dealing with, I took a bunch of photos and I go, I swear to fucking God, if we come back and there's more, I'll, like I'm going to lose my mind. 
there was not there was not more. I haven't compared photos yet. There might be, but it wasn't enough. It was one of those things when I got back and I went to the doctor and they were like, You're stressed out, just chill the fuck out. I was like, whatever. It's a that's the thing where I was like, it's just a door ding. I'm not gonna lose my mind. But it's like I know what the fuck I know you did it. You have a fucking Jeep. Your doors don't have fucking like they fling open because I've been in those before because they're pieces of shit. Uh so I got to the point where I literally, I was like, I'm going to, I have to catch, before I left or when I got back, I was so pissed off a little bit and I was like, I have to catch this. I need to catch it in the act. And I bought Amazon security cameras and that was the point where I was like, mm. now I'm being crazy because of that stuff. And I have yet, the, the good news, I haven't opened them there. I'm probably, I'm going to return them because I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'd rather just catch it in the act. But you're just like, why are people pieces of shit? Dude, blow me. Piece of shit. Uh, who else? Old headliner. You're a piece of shit. Booker, who doesn't want to even extend an aisle branch, although he kind of did, so you're not a piece of shit. It's just like, what the fuck? And then how I react makes me feel like a crazy person. And on top of that, now it affects my own body, and that's not a good thing. So the lesson I'm taking away from all this is when something bugs you, step back and be like, "Does this is this worth me getting annoyed over because um, when you're physically absorbing it and it's fucking you up, uh, I don't think it's worth it. So guys, let me be the, uh, the guinea pig in your life experiment and see the shit. But if you're a creator, please listen to what I said. And if you have questions, DM me. Um, Guys, if you want me to go to a city, I'm trying to start an email list thing so we can get an idea of where everybody is. So I'm not just blindly booking shows and praying that they come. I'm still going to go to Spokane in December. I hope you're going to come uh, December 4th. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Love you. Goodbye.